This is episode number 172 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're a DIY or look at a hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. I'm so glad that you could join us for another episode live here from the Homeowner Show studios. How you doing, Kev? And I'm doing good. It you got is. your volume up over there? I don't know. Is it is it too loud? What's happening it's over here? It's on your computer. Oh, it's on my computer. What's going on? I'm yeah, just you're, over you're, here. You're going to send back... Acting, acting like still, nothing... I don't know, man. Look. Come on, man. I think we're good. This, this is supposed to be good. a professional show. Well, <laughs> anybody who's listened to this show for very long knows that that's probably not the case. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... No, I'm good. Christmas is over, which is weird because well, actually Christmas is not over whenever we're recording this. When we're recording, yeah. But whenever this goes live, this goes out on Tuesday, Christmas is over. So I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Absolutely. So. Time travel is difficult. That's <laughs> weird. It is weird. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I, I had a, a weird experience today as as a business person. Okay. So in 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 the one hand, I had to fire somebody. Oh no! Not from my business. Okay. I had to fire a customer. Ooh. Yeah. All right. It sucked. Okay. What? I mean, okay. like, I need to know. It was how bad did it get? <laughs> That's what I would need to. Okay. Someone's literally saying, "Come kill my bugs," uh-huh. and you're like, "Okay, well, uh, I don't like you anymore." So how bad did this get? Well, having done this for quite a while, yeah. I didn't let it get bad. Okay. You you see the writing on the wall. Uh-huh. You see where this is going. It's not going to be pretty. You're not going to enjoy me. I'm definitely not going to enjoy you. Right. Let, I'm just going to cut my losses and hope you find somebody that can help you. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And so, what? I mean, I need more details than that. Well, like, what I, happened? I, I can't give, like, too many details because it's, it's somebody's, you know, private information. But, like... Basically, th- this person was wanting uh, he wanted he was wanting write-ups for every little thing that we did. Okay. And he was like, "Well, I don't trust that you did this, and so I want documentation uh, for this, and I don't think that you did this right, and so I want documentation for this, and you need to make your terms and conditions more clear, and you need to make sure your warranties are clear, and da, 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 da. and it's like, "Look, we we've explained all this stuff to you. If you're not happy with the way that we're doing things, that's fine." Like, right. We'll just move on. But like, once you've explained that to somebody, this this is what's weird to me is you know that they're not happy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and you've done gone above and beyond to try and make them so. Right. And you know that they're not happy, yet they continue to call mm. and want to use you. Okay. And then when they use when they try and use your services, they do the same thing again and again and again. Mm-hmm. You have to let them go. Um, you have literally no other option at this point. Like, it comes to the point. It's like I can't help you, right? I'm, I can't you, help you anymore. Well, no, it's it, for me. It's you're going to make me miserable. Sure. And I don't have time for that. And and how am I not making you miserable? But yeah, let, like I how have you not let me go yet? Like, <laughs> like I'm like I'm I'm raising my rates. I'm trying to do everything I can to get you to go away. And it's like you're not you're not getting the message. So I'm just <laughs> apparently like you know, it's, it's like that ugly girl in school that was. Oh. That just won't go away. That won't go away. Yeah, that's 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 almost racist right there. Racist. We gotta be careful. We gotta be careful talking about girls and women. They were all white. But they were all white. <laughs> of course they were. <laughs> all right. So here's the question. Uh huh. How'd it go? Like how did the oh, firing go? Fine. 
They were fine with it. No, no they weren't fine with it. Oh. No. It was but it's fine with me. They're not going to call me again. Okay. So, and then the other so like the flip side of that. Mm-hmm. I I had a new customer. Okay. And he he calls me for like a specific service. Mm-hmm. And as I walk up to the property, I notice things that I can I can tell that another company has done some things on the property. Okay. And rather than, you know, comment on it or any of those I begin to ask questions. Right. Like, hey, were you having were you having problems before? I saw I saw this on the porch. Did you get and in this instance it was a termite treatment. Right. I said, Do you, you have issues with termites in the house before? Because it, it may not be him. Maybe it could be the previous owner. Yeah. All, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, man, I paid bukus of money when I moved into this house because they told me I had termites really, really bad. And I said, Oh, okay. Did, where's the sticker? And, and like, if you're listening to this and you don't live in the state of Texas, I don't know your termite laws in other states, but in the state of Texas, if you get a termite treatment, there has to be documentation that the house was treated and it's usually done with a sticker underneath the sink on the water heater or in the electrical panel. Right. And so I said, cool, man, where did he put the sticker? And he goes, what sticker? Uh-oh. And I said, well, sometimes they put it in and they just don't let you know. L- let me let me check around and see what happened. Yeah. No sticker underneath the sink, no sticker underneath the electrical panel, no sticker on the, the hot water heater. And I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't think you got a good termite treatment. I'm like, do you mind me asking how much you paid for this thing? And it was like a third of what I would have charged for his house. Mm. And I'm like, man, that's a really good price. Did he, did he just do like a small area? Did he do? He's like, no, he did the whole house. And I said, do you have the invoice? And he's like, yeah. And so again, in the state of Texas, I don't know how it is in other states, but if you do a standard termite treatment, usually the chemical that you use provides you a 10-year warranty for the house. On the invoice, didn't even list the chemical that he used, oh, which no. is a big no-no. Like we have to have all sorts of documentations as well as a disclosure document that the state provides that we have to give a copy for us, a copy to the customer, all this kind of stuff. And didn't list the chemical, didn't have a disclosure document, none of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, bro, I don't know what this guy did. I don't know what he pumped underneath your house. I don't, I don't know what happened here. Right. I mean, like it's, and, and he was like, man, this, this, I use this guy because he lives in my neighborhood. He seemed like a really nice guy. I'm like, I'm sure he is a nice guy. Sure. I was like, but if I was you, I would send this guy an email, and here's the magic question. What chemical did you use? Mm. Could you send me the chemical that you used? Right. Because usually for pest control guys, that'll send red flags up all uh-huh. over the place. So like, and like, as I'm asking questions, this guy is getting more and more concerned mm-hmm. about, about his home because he's like, what did I do? I mean, like I dropped. Well, because he he thinks that he had termite issues. Well, yeah. Right? I don't but even know did. if he did. And who knows? Yeah. I mean, who knows if he got sold on something that he didn't actually need, or whether you know they they just came in and did did the treatment, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Right. Or 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 maybe he just got screwed altogether. Could you know? could have been. So and then so that was number two. Mm-hmm. Number three today. <laughs> All right. So this was the confirmation that I had done the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. You could take this one of two ways, I guess. A friend of mine calls me, and he goes, hey, Craig, I need you to come over to the house. I think I've got termites. And I said, really? How, why do you think that? He goes, because I've got this box of Bibles in my garage, and they've been eating them. Oh, no. And I he goes, I need you to come save the Bibles. Save the Bibles. <laughs> forget, forget the termites. Save the Bibles. Absolutely. That's awesome. And I was like, I'm so, coming. I'm so, coming. So so let me get this straight. You went from insect micromanagement <laughs> to saving the Bibles 
In an eight-hour time. Yes, absolutely. It's impressive. (laughs) That's awesome. And for those of you who are wondering who the third voice is, we have a great guest tonight, Steve Spoon from Victory Insulation. That's right. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. I'm glad to have you, you know, have me out here and and, uh, let's let's talk some buildings. Yeah, so uh, let's start here. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. And uh, we're talking insulation tonight, which you know plenty about. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got into the insulation business. So um, funny story. Um, I you know I always tell this story and I, I kind of jump in the middle. So I'll I'll back up and I'll go to the beginning. P- pull it up just a little bit closer. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah you're good. Um, so I uh, I was a police officer for almost 15 years, and um, I left because of the politics mm. uh, back in '04. Um, and I started my own business and I did bed liners and I worked for a great company called ultimate linings. And, um, this is kind of how I got into the chemical end of it. Um, if you've driven a Ford, Chevy, Dodge or Toyota, I've had something to do with that spray and bed liner at the factory level. Oh, wow. Why I was working for them. My son was a, uh, senior at Oak Ridge high school and he decided that he wanted to start his own business. And this is the middle. This is kind of where I jump in. Um, <clears throat> so I told him no. <laughs> I'm like, I am not traveling all week and then coming home and then crawling in an attic. I'm not going to do it. And, well, here I'm crawling in attics every day now. So obviously <laughs> uh, he won out. But the thing that got me was is when he sat me down and said, Dad, I can work for Kroger, HEB, Walmart, and work all the time and I could go work one job and make more than I probably make in a month. Mm. And I went, okay, you get it. Yeah. Right. All right. Yep. I'm in. So that's kind of how we did it. And, and, uh, that's kind of how victory insulation started about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, we've been really rocking and rolling full time, um, since, uh, the, the plague, yeah. you know, came <laughs> out. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so I, you, you guys were, what, four years old by the mm-hmm. time COVID hit? Right. And, and it was, we'd come home and, and it was always the, you do, um, you know, grandpa's house and then grandpa's friends and then yep. aunts and uncles and aunts and uncles' friends. And it was only word of mouth. We didn't advertise. And we always did some work. And um, when I came home, it was funny. You know, my wife's like, hey, great. You're, you're on unemployment and everything, but uh, <laughs> what's the plan, right? <laughs> And so I'm like, well, the plan, I guess, is that truck out there. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give this a run. And I've always kind of had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit to me anyway Mm -hmm. from, you know, when I was little. And uh, so I started, you know, a Facebook ad and I started spraying Sheila She Sheds two a day, every day. And I just kept, it just grew. You know, and when, my, you, when you say spray and Sheila, she sheds spray foam insulation, spray foam. OK, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, no, no, you're fine. Yeah. And so, um, you know, my wife is like, hey, Skippy, nobody's going to spend money. Everybody's afraid. Right. Right. And, yeah. And I'm like, well, let's give it a shot. Right. And and, uh, you know, I was spraying those for about two thousand a pop, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. I was doing it by myself. And then it snowballed. What would happen is once I kind of did a bunch of that then they were calling me back going my house is incredibly hot mm-hmm. right and then so i started doing houses and then from that we started doing fiberglass insulation and then from that we started doing cellulose insulation and and it just it, it kept growing 
but I, I refuse to grow too much because I don't want to be that business that's got 14 trucks and 300 employees and and you lose the connection with your 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 customer as as what you just got done speaking about mm-hmm. right you know the one of the greatest things that that I will say about our company is that when we do work for you you kind of become part of the victory family mm. you you we we have a touch right and right. and that that turns into that friendship and that friendship turns into advice mm-hmm. and there's i have customers call me all the time that i spray foam their house like a year two years ago and they'll be like do you have a plumber? Right. I'm looking for an, a pest control guy, or I'm looking for, you know, a window company. Who do you know? And and it 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 leads to that 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 communion, right? And yeah. then I, I think I try to foster that because I want my customers to be happy. I want my customers to sell that house and go to the next house. Yeah. And so with that, I don't. I'm not a salesman. I'm an advocate. When I go in your house, I'm truly on an advocate mode. Mm. And that I think that's what fosters that friendship, that trust that comes along with that. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I think that, that, you know, it's it's really weird what happened. You mentioned how, how during COVID, mm. you know, your wife was like, ah, no one's going to spend mm. money. But what, what we have found talking to contractors and, and people that, that we associate with on, on the show is they – we're so stinking busy because people were at home going, man, it feels weird in this house. I need some insulation or where right. do these bugs come from? Like I need a pest control guy or goodness gracious, that wall looks terrible. We need to remodel this house. And like all of a sudden contractors were getting calls left and right because a lot of people were still getting paid. Absolutely. They were just getting paid to sit at home and do their work rather than going into an office. Oh, you know? absolutely. And so then you sit home at noon. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. In July or August, oh, the hottest nice. month, and you're looking at each other, you and your wife, and you're like, oh, my God, is it always this hot? Yeah. yeah. So then what would happen is I'd get there, and there'd be a new AC unit already sitting, okay. right? Or or I'd get there, and they'd have no insulation, but the AC unit is, like, ancient or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and, and people are, are checking that off the list, right? Right. Yeah. What's next? What? Yeah. Right. How do, what, I, how do I how do I get this house more efficient? Right. And and it's it's amazing. I'll go into a house and go up there, and you know they'll have 12, 14 inches of blown insulation, and they're like, "Okay, what do I do?" And I'm like, "Well, in reality, in the norm of insulation uh, of traditional insulation, you're good. Mm-hmm. You have something else going on, right?" Yeah. And then you know we'd bring in like my AC guy or their AC guy, and we'd start. What's going on here? You know, is this unit actually working properly or is it like a million years old and it's on its last leg and it's doing what it can do, right? Yeah, I think – so when it comes to insulation, I think this is one of those industries where people don't realize the value of insulation. Absolutely. Until – they get their heating or air conditioning bill and they go, I, I, golly, why, why is my bill so expensive? You but, know, but the problem that you have is I believe that you don't realize how bad it is because you don't ever see your attic. You're not up well, there very often, right? right? But your bill just slowly grows That's true. as your insulation value is dropping. Mm-hmm. Your bill's slowly going up and you just accept it. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon you're like, Wow, you know, and somebody says, "Yeah, my my my, you know, my AC bill a month in, in August is 150 bucks," and then you're like, 
what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why is mine 350 or right. whatever, right? And and I have a friend of mine. I, I won't mention his name, but um, he's like, people's bills are only like 150 And I'm like, yeah, what's yours? And he's like, almost four. I'm like, Jeez. holy crap. So my friend that owns an AC company, um, Brian Gessner, and I, we run over there and I go up there and he's got like three inches of insulation. So oh, man. here is, is that like when you say three inches, is that like blown in? Is yeah, that okay? That was blown insulation. And so here here's you know kind of a funny fact that most people don't realize, and I'm gonna date myself. Yeah, I'm I was there with Christ at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back in the Reagan era, um, they had a program called Blue Star Energy Homes, mm-hmm. and I don't know, you guys might not remember that, but they were giving out tax breaks to insulate your house, to, to energy improve your home. And all these insulation companies had these crazy, crazy claims. So the U.S. Energy Department did a study and a two-by-four wall, and they they gave you exactly what the R value was, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in that study, they came out and they basically said that if fiberglass insulation settles two inches, you've lost 80% of your R value. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Now, as a pest control guy, right? Yeah. You're an attic all the time. So how many times you crawl up in an attic and look across that that sea of rafters and all you see is lumber, yeah. right? Yeah. They have no insulation. It's there, but it's all compacted. It's all compressed. It's mm-hmm. it's gone. It's done. Now, does it does it compress because of moisture or is heat. it just time? Oh, it's time. Heat. Okay. Time and heat. Okay. Heat what if you go up so in the old days, insulation used to be itchy and scratchy and nasty, yeah. right? Well, yeah. that was the chemical that they used to bind the fiberglass together with. Now they use a cellulose product, and the cellulose is a sugar product, right? right? And so as it gets hot and, and age with the, the, the gravity and the moisture and the heat, it will kind of crust and kind of fall, mm-hmm. right? Um, so... There there's some of the things. So if you go up in your attic and you stick your hand in your insulation and, and that top part of it feels kind of crusty, yeah, you're you're kind of in trouble, yeah. right? And at that point, when you and we're still talking about blown in, correct? Mm-hmm, absolutely. If, if it's doing at that point, the only thing you can do is remove it, replace, no, right? Well, a lot of people what they'll do is is they'll they'll top on top of it. Okay. Um. And and here's what I say to that. Yeah, you can do that maybe once, but you start doing that two and three times, you're just you're you're creating a base of nothing, yeah, and then you're creating your insulation value, right? Mm. And so you really want to, you know, I, I go up in attics all the time, and and I'll dig around and I'll find like three different colors of insulation. Mm-hmm. Well, that means that they've topped this thing off three times, mm-hmm. right? So the, probably the first six to eight inches of insulation has no value, right? Okay. And we already know that blown insulation should be at minimum twelve inches to fourteen inches to create the R value that you're really looking for. Now, I know that this goes out to everywhere, so every place has a different yeah. you know, code, right? Yep. So like here in Houston is um, R21 minimum, right? Mm-hmm. The the norm that everybody tries to achieve is about R38, R30 to R38, which is 12 to 14 inches of blown insulation. Okay. So it gives you kind of an idea. Okay, so I, I'll, I'll just be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I don't have a clue what you just said as far as R value goes. Okay. And I think there's probably a lot of people out there going, 
I understand that there's something related to insulation called right. R value. And it sounds like the high numbers are better than the low numbers. It, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, okay, I think the more, the higher the R, the better. But Absolutely. can you kind of explain that for a minute? So um, I would like to say that I'm like this really smart, genius dude that that, that knows <laughs> all of the yada, 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 yada. Yeah. But really, um, to, to make this very simple, the R value is resistance between hot and cold. Okay. Let's okay. just let's just use that because that's the simplest thing. Now, R values is, and I'm going to take it one step further. R value really is a um, poor method of valuing in insulation because R value works well for like a cellulose or in a fiberglass, but it does not work well for a spray foam. Okay. It, it just does not because like an R value R21, um, you know, or or something like that is code and and you can you can achieve and, and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to um let, let me retract that what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the temperature from mitigating from point a to point b right okay i mean that's what we're trying to do in insulation world yeah um and then we get into air barriers and stuff like that but but in reality foam insulation so fiberglass insulation is like 32% effective. Foam insulation is 92% effective. Mm. So one inch of spray foam insulation is 92% effective, which gives you an R value of seven. One inch of fiberglass is, you know, uh, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I know three and a half is R11 in reality, but it gives the foam gives you the, the air barrier. Right. difference right yeah. so that creates even more of a value and that's why our value is really an arcade kind of thought process because there's too many different insulations now they give you different yeah bonus parts right so one inch of closed cell foam insulation is 92 percent effective and it's going to give you an r value the feel like r value of like 40 where is it's only really r7 Okay. So that's why I'm saying is it's 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 kind of an arcade, the olden days man thought process. Yeah. So we've got we've got multiple different types of insulation. Absolutely. Right? So let's go through them for a minute. So blown you got blown in. You got you cellulose blown, and fiberglass, right? Right. So blown in insulation is loose fiber insulation that you process through a machine. Right. It comes in a brick. You process right. it through a machine, and it comes out like snow. Okay. Right? Yeah. So fiberglass in itself has no R value. Zero. Okay. I, and I mean that big zero. Okay. The R value in blown fiberglass is the air trapped. Okay. So that's why it has to be fluffy. Okay. So I go in and I blow your house and then you come in thinking you're smart and then deck on top of it, you crush that fiberglass and that square now has pretty much zero R value. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then you have cellulose. Cellulose is 100% recyclable paper soaked in boratic acid, which gives it a fire rating. Um, extra 24 minutes, 23, 24 minutes of fire protection above and beyond what, you know, you normally would have. Okay. So those are the two types of blown insulation that most people will do. And you can, as a DYI person... You can go to Home Depot, rent a machine, and go do the, either one of these yourselves. Okay. Please wear protective. Yeah, yes. Right? Don't breathe yeah. this stuff, right? And and a lot of people go, well, it's paper. It's dust. 
Yeah, but it's fine material dust with boratic acid that's going, and he's a pest control guy. It eats you up. Yeah. It's very cancerous. It's not good stuff. So let me ask you this before we go to a different type of insulation. Mm -hmm. If if I were bringing you over to my house, and let's say we just remove all the old insulation, so we're going to start from scratch. Scratch. Would you try to uh, encourage me to go with cellulose or fiberglass, and why? I'll tell you. Going back to fiberglass has zero R value, right? Mm-hmm. So between the temperature of 30 below zero and 150 degrees, fiberglass insulation has an R value. Now, look, we live in Houston, right? Yeah. We don't see below 30. But every attic in Houston in August that's not spray foamed and temperature controlled can hit 150 oh, all easy. day long, yeah, right? Easy. So you lose your R value at 150. Cellulose due to the fact that it is a paper product. I mean, back in the Depression, they used to take newspapers and, just, and pack them in the wall, yep, right? Yeah. So it has an a, uh, <clears throat> R value. So if I were to, if we were looking at good, better, and best, I would look at fiberglass as good. Okay. Better would be cellulose. Okay. Because as cellulose compacts, it loses some of its R value. Excuse me. <clears throat> but it still has a better R value, staying R value than what, Fiberglass does. Okay, so so we got right here. We mm-hmm. have fiberglass. We got cellulose. Cellulose is a little bit better. Absolutely. Um, it's also a little more expensive. No. It's less expensive. No. It's, okay. it's it's no no no. It's right in the same dollar figure it's as equal. yeah. Okay. All right. So so let's go let's go to another another type of insulation. Let's talk. Uh, let's let's go spray foam. That's okay. the easiest part. The next thing that most people would would understand. So let's talk about spray foam. So there's two types of spray foam. There's open cell and there's closed cell. Okay. Um, number one, if you are doing anything underneath of a house, and please, if you're doing anything underneath the house, contact your local pest control person and have them come out and do a termite treatment before. Before you spray a crawl space, anything of that nature. Oh, yeah. Because then the foam gives them an environment that they'll just thrive in. Yep. Right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. So now that I got my disclaimer out of the way. <laughs> I, made, it, I made the pest control get guy it, happy, Get it inspected. Right? That's yeah. really, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I actually make people either sign off and tell me that they've had it done. Oh, really? Or they take the responsibility that yeah, it's on them. They just take the liability. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because to me, I... I as, as I said earlier, I really go at things, that advocate mentality. Um, so th- there's two types. There's open cell, closed cell. Open cell, think of like your mattress, your pillow, right? Absorbs moisture. It's open. It's a sponge. Closed cell is is actually that. It is a closed cell. It's very dense. It's it's a moisture barrier. Um, so in, in wall cavities, I spray open cell. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of open cell because you don't gain enough R value as opposed to the closed cell. Okay. Uh, but do you, if, do you do the open cell in the walls because you want that moisture to be able to to kind of trickle down to the bottom? And if we were in Michigan, uh-huh. Alaska, Canada, I would be closed cell all the way, and I wouldn't want anything to do with open cell at all. Now, a lot of my spray foam people will roll their eyes and tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh-huh. the reason I I Open cells a little bit less expensive to apply, applicate walls. And we're in Texas. We're not trying to keep out that north wind that's blowing 30 miles an hour at 30 below zero kind of mentality, mm-hmm. right? Um, closed cell foam is a higher R value. 
it's a natural moisture barrier. Like if, if your house was flooded from Ike or Harvey or the tax flood or whatever, yeah. I would try to talk you into going to closed cell foam. So you'll never have to replace your insulation again. If your house floods again, everything else can be dried out. The insulation can stay where it's at. Okay. Okay. Well, let me ask this then, because, um, you just said something there that you, you would never have to replace it. So, how often should I be replacing blown in? And and so because because a lot of people are going to listen to this and go, yeah, I, I had a quote for for spray foam and it's three times the amount or whatever. I don't know what the difference is, uh, but it's a lot more expensive, right? Than doing blown in. But what you're telling me is if you're going to live in your house for a while, it might be worth the investment. Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. So here here's let's let's answer the first question. Um, how how often should I be looking at my insulation, right? And I think that on an average, what I like to tell people is every five years. You should have somebody come out and look at your insulation every five years, okay. right? Because if it settles more than two inches, right, you're losing 80% of your R value. Now your light bill is going to start getting stupid, right? right. So, you know, I, I say every five years, right? Uh, we've we've kind of covered, you can top off insulation, you know, maybe once, twice is kind of getting a little risky, but, you know, that's kind of where I draw. Personally, as a professional, I draw the line at, at twice, Okay. right? If I come up there on the third time, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna have issue, okay. right? I'm going to tell you up front, I don't believe we should do this, but you want to do this, this is on you, but I'm telling you right now, that's not what I believe is right. Yeah. Um, if we go to spray foam, that's a lifetime deal. Okay. It's never going to go away. You don't lose your R value. It's good forever, basically. I mean, by the time that you get sick of that house and move out, it's still going to be good, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Uh, so we've got our, our resident uh, home inspector you, okay, commenting. So I, yeah, I want to yeah, go back to her. Sure. Yeah, her. I'm going to go back and ask. First of all, she said uh, you're spot on. Your full inspection should happen every five years on this. So she's Sweet. really happy with you on that. But um, do you, do you know, have, you, have you met Ricky? I have not. No, she'll okay. find something wrong with your house. Yeah, she will. <laughs> yeah, she will. She, in fact, she said she said she almost always sees uh, uh, spray foam when she sees it in walls. It's almost always installed incorrectly. Is what she said. It happens. Um, so here's here was her question. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, "Is open cell foam supposed to have a spray coating?" Um, it depends on the code. Okay. Okay. So most foams don't have a high burn. Um, ratio on it and and what they're depending upon a lot of times like now i'm speaking from houston texas right so please don't hammer me if you're from ontario canada that has yeah i'm just making that up right a totally different code right but um most foams do not have an e85 coating in it which is a burn rating coating Mm, right so if we go to a buffalo wild wings i'm going to pick on buffalo wild wings but most of them are spray foam they've earned it it's fine yeah (laughs) and if you look up it's all painted black and that's that thermal coating okay Okay. right yeah so this all goes back to the fire that happened in the 80s in new jersey that the bar was all spray foamed and the pyrotechnics caught it on fire and it killed all those people yeah this is where this all comes from okay right so um one person always got to ruin the party oh there's a whole bunch of people right (laughs) it's it's that typical you know absolutely um so no it doesn't have to have a coating um because you're using your um your drywall is your burn barrier okay right yeah because a three-eighths sheet of drywall has an x amount of time burn barrier on it yeah. And that's and that's like I said, that's that's here's code. Now, you might get in a different area, California, New York, whatever. They might have a totally different code, and it might 
require a burn coating, which is it's it's painted on just like paint. Okay. Mm. Well, she's saying she's saying yeah, she completely understands that with commercial because that makes sense. Absolutely. What about what about residential though? Nope. No. no. Okay. And 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 once again, I'm talking Houston. Here, here, Houston's here, here, code. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. is it easy? I mean, like even in Texas, I mean, there might be a difference between like Houston and like say Dallas. Well, give you an idea. Um, Austin's blown insulation is R49. Really? But Houston's still R21. Wow. The common on the builders is R38. Okay. So co- code can be one thing, and if you're up that or above, you're better, right? Right. So I mean, it's just. So why did Austin? Why did it's Austin? Is it just I because mean, it's Austin? Yeah. Okay. That, well, I mean, that actually makes sense to me. Well, and, and so <laughs> so the building code. No sense. However, a little no. bit. Okay. No, no, no. I no, mean, Sarah lives there. It's every offense. Yeah. Every <laughs> well, and here's the thing: is is code change generally generates from the west and the east coast yeah and they collapse to the middle yep, right sure. and so the new building code is supposed to go into effect it was supposed to go in 2020 where every furnace had to have a fresh air return on every new build had to have a fresh air return and it's still not that way yet mm-hmm. right so i mean there, there's some stuff that coronavirus kind of gacked with yeah. right well and like there's there is this kind of weird thing where you can pass all the you know regulations you want what kind of enforcement do you have on that? Right. What kind of, I mean, like, really? No, absolutely. I mean, and so, you know, if like. If it doesn't have any teeth, you're just not going to get it, make it happen. Absolutely. And some municipalities are great to work with. Mm-hmm. And they're they're very open. And, and they, you know, like, I'll tell you, um, Jersey Village. Uh, somebody did some um, uh, uh, remodel work to a, uh, uh, I guess, a nightclub or a bar. And they needed a, a burn rating coating. And, you know, I called the guy up and I'm like, look, this is what I, this is what I'm offering. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not in the middle of the, I don't want to be in the middle of a fight, but this, you know, I've got X, this is what it is. What do I need to make you happy? And they were like, send me the specs. And so I sent him specs and he called me right back up and he goes, yeah, let's, let's make sure it has a burn rating of X, Y, and Z. And we're good. I'm like, sweet. Right. But then, you know, you, you run into a county inspector or a city inspector somewhere and they they really don't know or they think they know and they really don't know and they're in left field and then you're fighting with them, right? right. And because you're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. It all goes back to that, right? Absolutely. Well, let me tell you what. Like you have you have made a believer out of yourself to Ricky. She wants to meet you. She's oh. going. She's going. This guy knows a lot. I want to um, know what he knows. And she's a home inspector. She's yeah, very, very. Let's good get at this what on camera. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I got. I got, got the it? card, okay, Ricky. Here we go. Right there. Right there I'm there gonna it give it to you. Yeah, we'll get we'll get it over to you. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. That's so, awesome. Well, yeah, Ricky, she, here's what I say. I, I say that home inspectors are the first line of defense for the homeowner. Mm-hmm. And if you're a good home inspector. You know, you are always seeking knowledge. Yeah. Right. And and I've met some really really good ones. Yeah. I've met some that I probably wouldn't throw <laughs> yeah. water on them if they were on <laughs> fire because <laughs> I mean they're in it for a check. Right. Yeah, right. But oh yeah. But I you know I mean with every industry that there is pest yeah. control, you know computer you know marketing, you know insulation you you have really great people and you have some really poor people what i have found in the years that i've been doing this is spray foam people generally are very educated um very self-aware and conscious 
of what they're doing because if we're not, we put ourselves in a really bad spot quickly mm. because foam, if it's not done properly, mm-hmm. I, I had somebody ask me this question just the other day. If foam is the greatest thing since sliced bread, why is there so many lawsuits? Yeah. It's because the applicator's not doing the job properly, mm. right? So if you're out there and you're looking for a foam insulator, first thing, first question I would ask them is a what brand foam are you using? Okay. And if it's not an American brand, that's not your guy, mm-hmm. okay. right? Because even though China and Dubai and and you know you're, they're bringing all these chemicals in, they're still blending them here. Right. There's still the quality control checks in place. That chemical, when it's in a drum, going to said consumer, it's right. It's yeah. going to perform properly, right? Yeah. You buy something out of a container that came from Beijing, you don't know what you get, yeah. right? That drum set might be perfect, and the next three might be just horrible. Yeah. Well, that's—I mean—that's—that's that's really, really good information. In fact, one of the things that we love most about what we do is getting to educate our our listeners, yeah, absolutely, on how to own their home better. And you just put out a huge nugget there of just things to ask, like how do you know? Because maybe maybe our listener isn't from Houston, right? Mm-hmm. So so how do you know the questions to ask? And and that's a that's a really big one. That's really really. Yeah, where's the chemical coming from? That's yeah, a, absolutely. That's a huge one. Absolutely. So, I I in fact I ask that question of any insulation, right? A blown insulation. Okay. Bad insulation. What what brand am I getting? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean everybody knows what the pink stuff is, right? Yeah. I mean everybody gets that. I mean that was the greatest marketing idea. Yeah. In the in the late seventies that anybody ever came out with, right? Pink yeah. Panther. Yeah. yeah I absolutely. mean, think about it, right? I mean, Bobby, you see pink Bobby. insulation. Hey, that's orange corning, right? That's yep. good stuff. Yep. But you know, Jet uh, Stream. You know, John Manville's a great company, right? Uh, it's a it's an American owned company. You know, the, these are the questions I ask. Yeah. Right. W- what insulation would I be getting? It's the same thing as if I asked you about you know pest control, right? Yeah. Where's that chemical made? Yeah. Right, because I don't want anything that's coming from somewhere else in the world. I want something homegrown that I know that has my. And there's quality control with right. that, right? Yeah, my yeah. my safe and health, you know, yeah. in mind when they, they 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 do this, right? Yeah, like for for us, a lot of times people are very concerned about the active ingredient mm-hmm. in, in in the pesticides that we're using, which which is valid. That's a, that's something to be completely concerned about. The one I'm more concerned about is the inert ingredients. The stuff that they're not listing, yeah, on on that and why aren't on that they label. listing them? Well, I mean, like every every company does that, be, yeah. you know, because like every every everything has an inert in- ingredient. Sure. But when it's an American company, you can get the MSDS on that and find out exactly what's going on. Some of these other companies, you can't get it. Sure. Right. So I, I actually want to I want to ask you something about the the spray foam because this is sure. something I, I ran into recently. And I've I've seen plenty of spray foams. Mm-hmm. I had one the other day. Gal was asking me to go take a look up something in the attic, you know, which happens all the time. And so I was going up the ladder in the garage, which on these these ranch style homes, this is kind of you know you you probably experienced mm-hmm. this. Sometimes it's like in a hallway, but a lot of times in these new houses, it's in the garage. Absolutely. So I go up the garage, and there's the void over the garage, and then to my right is a door. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. So I open the door, and as soon as I open the door, cold air, whew, yeah, all over the top of me. And I go in, and there's a send and there's a return. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, well, this is beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. And so I go in, and I, you know, it's really easy to inspect because you see where you know something's been chewing on the foam or Absolutely. whatever. And so I come downstairs, and I'm like, why is there a send in the return? And she goes, I don't know. It's been like that since I bought it. So I start, you know, like kind of like on the show, I start asking questions to guys. I'm like, why is this going? I've never seen this before. And they're like, well, you have to do that when you seal it off. Otherwise, you're just going to create this massive mold, mildew, you know, cocoon in the house. Right. So if you're then moving from, you know, say, you know, standard, you know, removing that rolled up insulation or you're pulling out blown in insulation, are you then having to you know, partner with like an AC company in order to, I do. to, to do that kind I of do. insulation. I do. So I partner with, uh, can I say the name? Yeah, okay? yeah, go ahead. So Brian Gessner is a very good friend of mine. And, um, when a lot of AC people, when they hear foam, they freak out uh-huh. because it's the typical, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm afraid of what I don't know. And Brian, when we first met a couple of years ago, he was like, I love working with foam guys. A, you don't have to have as big a unit. B, you know, I mean, it's just, he just goes down the line, right? And yeah. he, he's the guys, he grew up in the AC business. He's, he's very intelligent. And I always think it's funny is because there's, there's a system that his company does and they call it the spoon. Okay. Right. Because I call in, I'm like, Hey, one, two, three, ABC Avenue. I need, and they're like, do you need the spoon? I'm like, yep, I need the spoon. They're like, okay, <laughs> how many units, how many water heaters, blah, 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 blah. Right. And it is, you know, and so it's now kind of a joke, but. Um, the, the thing of it is, is you have to do something with that air. Okay. Right. Yeah. It, because what we're trying to do is we're trying to create, so you, you have the, the hot is air. It, is this with either kind of spray in? Yeah. Foam? Okay. Any, any type, because what you're doing is you're encapsulating that attic. Right. And that attic is going to be sealed tight, right? There's no airflow, right? So wherever your heat goes, your humidity, mm-hmm. everything goes up, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's trapped, so it just becomes this greenhouse effect up there. But if you lower that temperature, right, then then you get the 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 spectrums not as far apart. What happens is you don't have the moisture because right. you're conditioning that, right? Yeah. So there there are systems where people go up there and they put a return and they treat it just like another room in the house. Yeah. I don't go that far because I don't think you have to go that far. Because I want that house to breathe to the attic. I want yeah. it to go back and forth. You'll have a lot of foam guys that will go, oh, that's incorrect. you got to seal that off. It's got to be its own domain. And, and I, I just, in our world, with the humidity and the heat that we have, I don't believe you need to do that. Why, why are they wanting to do it, though? Because they, they feel like that you have to, to condition that attic to one temperature. Are they are they trying to get more control? Is that I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you just you just don't find that to be necessary. I, not where we're at now. In a colder region, maybe you do need to do that. Okay. But I I I, I operate my world right. My world's the swamp in Houston. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Um, and a lot of people will go. Oh, all that insulation's got to come out. Right. Because it, what it's going to do is it's going to cre- create a barrier and this that and the other thing and really not. It, it doesn't, but even if I did take all the old insulation out, I would still beg you, I'll tell you the story here in a minute, uh, <laughs> to to put some type of insulation back over the bedrooms at least. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is all the noise in the house yeah. turns into a 
you know, theater. It's an echo chamber. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody, nobody needs that coming from the bedrooms. <laughs> I'm just saying. So you want to hear the story? Yeah, of course. So of course I'm in, we do. I'm now, in West. After that intro, yes, we want to so, hear the story. So I'm in West Texas and I'm teaching a gentleman. Well, I'll leave names unsaid to spray polyurethane in um, containments. You know, okay. for, for tanking containments. And his wife, we've had a few drinks, and she's like, "Hey, hey," keeps hitting him. Tell the story. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, tell the story. Come on, come on. So, brand new build, ranch style home, masters on, master kitchen, common, three bedrooms. Mm -hmm. The adult children come home. They're in the far side of the house. Well, mom and dad decide to go knock boots at Christmas time, (laughs) and they had to listen to all of it. Yeah. Ooh. Right? And so the guy's mad. He calls up and he's like, you got to come out here. And, and this foam's messed up. And he's like livid, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes out. And, and the whole time he says, I'm driving out there. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with the foam, yeah. right? <laughs> so he gets out there and the wife can't look at him, right? She's mortified, right? <laughs> the adult children are like, oh, this is just bad. Can, can yeah. we just tear the presents open and go home, right. please? You know? So they ended up blowing some insulation over all the bedrooms uh-huh. just to eat the sound, right? Right. So I'm a big believer in if that insulation isn't full of mouse and 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 droppings and urine and that kind of stuff, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because I I'm going to put something up there anyway to eat the sound up. Yeah. Sure. So why not? Well, let me ask you this question while sure. we're there. That's a great story, by the way. Uh, <laughs> let, let me ask you this question. So. Uh, what if what if I did have like a theater room or something like that and I wanted to insulate it a little bit differently? What would you what would you recommend in order for sound barrier? So I would do one inch of closed cell foam insulation. Okay. Because that gives you the the actual air barrier. It's okay. not gonna travel. And then I would use rock wall insulation. Oh, now a lot okay. of people are like, Rock what? It is actually a wool product and, and it's been around since you know Christ was oh, it's horrible. Been, it's been I've, I've, I've looked into Rockwall a little bit. It's been around forever, but nobody really uses it anymore. It's because it's not. It's it's more expensive than what the traditional fiberglass is. Okay. Right. Okay. Because it costs more to make. Right. Yeah. But um, I did some research um, on this for a gentleman, and um, I found out that's how they insulate operating rooms mm-hmm. and movie theaters. Okay. Is one inch of closed cell foam. And then the rock wall, the high decibel rock wall on top of it. Mm. And the, the, the foam is, is not allowing the air to move, to travel the sound. And then the rock wall is just absorbing as much vibration as it can. So wow. do, does that go up sort of like sheetrock or is it, how does it, how does it installed? It's more like it's bad, right? Yeah, it's exactly. It, okay. It's, it's exactly it's bad. It's, and, no, okay. it just rolls out just like bad insulation and you just staple it in. The rock wall does. Uh-huh. And we spray the foam in between and then apply the bat. Okay. Okay. So uh, mm-hmm. that that's great information, by the way. Um, but next, we got bad insulation, right? Yeah. So that I mean, traditionally, I would assume. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you this. So if you were to go up in my attic right now, you would you would not be happy with me, um, because uh, I mean, right? Come yeah, on, right? You, know, you wouldn't be happy with me because I didn't do this. Uh huh. But what's interesting is you go up there and it's like. It's it. I need more insulation, right? It's it is what it is. But um, every once in a while, there'll be this roll of bad insulation just there, and I'm like, what? Why is that there? It's just someone was like, you know what? 
I think we need some bad insulation right here, there, okay. for no oh, reason. Okay, Ricky, Ricky, you're going to have to back me up on yeah. this. Seriously. I mean, you just don't randomly roll this stuff out, right? Yeah, there's got to be a reason, right? Well, you would think. Yeah. But the, the, the kicker of it is... is um, That's where the animal died. That's when... <laughs> I bet you're right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not going to look under there. I'll let you come look under there. Oh. Yeah. yeah, the things that we find in an oh, attic, I bet. it's scary. I bet. Um, so... Bad insulation has its place. Okay. And a lot of people, DYI people, roll bad out in an, in an attic and they think they're doing themselves a favor. And they're really not because that 2 by 4 joist does have an R value, but it is so very low. Mm. And what it does is it creates a wicking effect, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you all have ever been out to a house before that's sweating like that, but you'll see the, the joist in the ceiling. Right. Right. So that's why everybody really blows bat, a uh, uh, blows, uh, uh, blown insulation in attics is because you're creating that blanket effect. Right? right. The whole thing's covered. Yeah. Bad insulation generally is is more of a wall insulation. Yeah. Yeah. In reality, Definitely. I mean, it, I don't know a builder that would be like, oh, you know, let's do it that way because right. in reality, it's not that good. Yeah. And and really. They make it a certain width for the walls, right? It's 16 inches or whatever it is. No, they make it. They, they make it different, but they they do. But but the reality of it is, I mean, it's 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 almost the perfect size for putting it up between your framing, right? Right. Okay. Right. Um. Well, they do make it the size to go in the ceiling. They Absolutely. Do. Yeah. I mean, well, and I think I think some people do it for like you know, hunting cabins or you know when when they're doing like cheap builds or. Your your DIY person instead of renting the equipment and yes. going through it, they'll they'll just go get bat and roll it out, right? And are they are they helping themselves some? Sure, a little, mm-hmm. but in reality, you're not getting the effect that you're wanting. In yeah, the long it's run. it's almost like you're just wasting money to do this. I mean, it is not that it's not helping at all, but it's definitely not giving you what you could have done if you would have mm-hmm. done something different, right? Absolutely, right. Absolutely. Okay. All right, so there's bat. I mean, just know that's primarily for walls. So next, I guess we've got like rigid foam board, right? Yeah, you know, when when you're going into the rigid foam board and that mentality, what you're really going to want to do is that's on the building effect. Okay. Right? You're going to want to employ that you know, Early. On, on your sheeting on the outside. Okay. okay. And, and you're going to be using that more as a uh, moisture barrier insulation across there, and then you're going to Tyvek across that. Yeah. Right. So always remember... DYRs, please always remember when you're putting up foam boarding, you need to duct tape the seams because mm. you're trying to use that as an air barrier as right. the best possible can. Right. Okay. So I <laughs> now you don't find that much in Houston. If you okay. now think about that, you know you're you're a pest control guy and you're out there and you're you're termite and right and people are pulling houses apart. You don't find a lot of foam board on houses. Yeah. So I will, I will tell you, like the way the way we do things now, we don't have to take many houses apart anymore. I mean, it just I mean, it, that's a good. It thing. rarely happens. Well, most of it's because due to early detection. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you see it early, figure it out, solve it early. Yeah, just yeah. before they start eating the house. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. So all right, now now we get to your favorite topic because I've talked to you about this before, which is uh, radiant barrier. Oh. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make people's heads explode. Do it. Okay. Please do it. All right. So, <sighs> radiant barrier has its place in this world. Um, 
I'm trying to be polite, aren't I? Yeah. And it's yeah. not, it's not going to happen. Let's try to be polite. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Here <laughs> okay. we go. All right. Do so, your best. So let's do this. If you take a baked potato, mm-hmm. wrap it in aluminum foil, put it in the oven, 350 degrees, cooked, right? You right. reach in there, you can pick it up and just barely grab it, pull it out, and it's not going to burn you too badly, right? Yeah. Not a big deal, right? Cut it open, put all the chives and the, the sour cream and the butter, and it all spills over, then grab that aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. And it's going to burn the living bejeebies out of you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because there's a protein that's going to allow the aluminum to hold the heat to now. To stay hot. Right. So we put aluminum, uh, you know, radiant barrier in your yeah. attic, right? Yeah. Great. First year, it's going to work just fine. And then it's going to get dirty. Mm-hmm. And now it has a protein on it that's going to let it do what? Hold the heat. Right. So now we're just heating our attic. You've just made an oven out of your attic. I mean, it's already in, in, hot. Now right. you've made it an oven, right? Right, right. So did they not know this when they started? Is it, I mean, you know, I, I, unforeseen I, circumstances? Is maybe, this what we're dealing with? I mean, Maybe. I, you know, I don't want to stand here and, and think that people did this with ill intent. Sure. But, man, they marketed the crap out of it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you can go into a lot of attics and see it stapled up, right? I, I tear... I bet I tear ten thousand dollars worth of radiant barrier out of houses a year. Really? Yeah. And I, people are just they're pissed because yeah. it doesn't work worth a hoot. And and just go up there and actually add real honest God traditional insulation and put an attic fan in and their light bill drops in half yeah. because mm-hmm. they got rid of the the radiant barrier and now they're ventilating that attic, right? Mm-hmm. I'd say about eighty percent of the, the, the attics in Houston don't breathe properly. Mm. Yeah, we just installed a, an attic fan not long after we moved in mm-hmm. because you'd go up into that place and it was just ridiculous. And like a know, sol- it was a solar fan, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it mm-hmm. was solar. It's super awesome. It doesn't, you know, it's got a, a thermostat on it yep. and uh, it's all that. And it was like, I don't know, it was like a thousand bucks and put it in. You actually install uh, attic fans, don't you? I do. Okay. I do. You know, I, I'm I'm a firm believer if if you don't want to go down the road of foam. Which is an investment, right? I mean, you're, you have sure. to be in your house more than five years to get the ROI out right. of foam. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's That's just not very long, actually. No, no. Think about it. If I if I turned right around and told you I was going to cut your light bill anywhere between thirty and fifty percent a year, mm-hmm. what would you do? Well, yeah. You, you jump yeah. on it, right? Sure. Yeah. But but knowing that it might cost you eight to ten thousand dollars up front. You know, it's going to take you five years of 50%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? So, that, you know, when, when I'm sitting down with a family, that's one of the first things I ask. Is this house, you're, are you going to be here for the next 10 years? Yeah. Right? And if they go, no, I'm like, we don't need to go down this road. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just never going to see the benefits out of it, right? right? So, you know, there's number one. Number two is I'm the attics in Houston do not breathe properly. You do not get enough airflow with just a ridge vent and soffits for the heat that we deal with. You've got to get that heat out of there. Yeah. So that unit is not working, you know, in stupid conditions. I mean, John Carrier was a smart man, right? right. He invented air conditioning. Yep. Yeah. But Thank you. where in the world did we ever think that we were going to take the coldest air in the world and stick it in the hottest place we could possibly find and expect it to come out at 40 degrees? Right. I mean, you've got to get that, that unit down in temperature, and that's – where foam works really well is you air condition that attic. Yeah. So that unit is working in prime condition, right? Yeah. So it's not working hard at all. 
Yeah, and it's it's funny because so we, so we have a we have a camper, right? And and I think a lot of people that buy campers, they go out into, you know, in in, in the summer it's like, oh, we're gonna go to the beach, we're gonna take this into the beach, and it's, you know, it's 102 degrees outside, right? And they're like, <laughs> it's hot as crap in my in my RV. This thing isn't worth a dang over here. Like, <laughs> what's going on? I bought this thing. It cost forty thousand dollars and it's so hot. And it's like, look. That air conditioner has cooled your rig down 25 degrees. I'm sorry it's not 70 degrees, but it did the best that it could. It's right. actually doing exactly what it's designed to do. Right. But Park it in the shade. That's exactly right. <laughs> like You've got to find a way to yeah. actually get the value out of – I mean, you're it's doing what it's supposed mm-hmm. to do. So it's like – okay, this is like – you know, like a like a cake that you got to build, right? You got to have a layer upon a layer upon a layer, right. and you can't get the the most out of your air conditioner. In fact, if you want the the best way that I've okay, I, I don't know a lot. That everybody understands that, right, Craig? <laughs> yep. You want to you want to chime can, in here for a minute? I can confirm that. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know a lot, but here's what I do know, just because I listen every once in a while, and that is that your air conditioner is not going to last very long. The way you want it to. You spent thousands and thousands of dollars on that thing. That's right. You even had it installed correctly by, you know, Affordable Air because they're awesome. And you, you, you're your guy. What's his name? Brian Gessner. There you go. Prestige. You, Prestige, yeah. Prestige, all right. So we got a couple of really good options here. You you have one of those guys that do it right. Right. But you didn't do your insulation. And so now you're frustrated with your HVAC guy. But at the re- really, you need to be frustrated yourself. Well, you didn't you didn't properly do all the things you needed to do. So so as a homeowner, what I would say, and 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 just piggybacking off what you're saying, what I would say is in August, right? Hottest, I mean, Satan's balls hot. I mean, it's nasty <laughs> yeah. in Houston, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. 150 degree, you know, attics, you know, you you have 100 percent humidity. You can slice with a knife and just like a shower curtain, and you're just walking through it, right? Yeah. Yep. Go in a house, look at all your register vents. If there's moisture on those register vents, or if yeah. you see mold on those register vents, yeah, you don't have enough insulation. Yeah, we actually mm-hmm. had that issue not too long ago. I was like, "Is it raining in here?" Nope, that's just condensation, condensation <laughs> coming down from the register. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, I went, so I got called out to do an estimate the other day, and and it it, it was a uh, veterinarian clinic, hmm. and um, I'm walking around and I'm looking at this, and their AC guy said. Oh, you don't have enough insulation. They just blamed it all on my side of the fence, right? right. And that happens a lot because there are some AC people out there that are just like bad insulation people or bad pest control yep, or whatever, sure. right? Yeah. And so I walked around in there and I started looking at everything and I'm like, man, there's some funky stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I went back and I, I contacted the owner and I'm like, do you mind if I bring my AC guy? I'm, I just want to make sure... What I think I see is what I think I see. So sure. I, I get Brian, and I'm like, you know, we're, we're at a chili cook-off, and, and I tell him the story about this thing, and he's looking at me, and he goes, that sounds like a whole lot of something going on. Mm-hmm. I take him out there, and Brian's, he's, he's you know, he's outgoing. He's very talkative. I mean, he said maybe 10 words the whole time we were in that building. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good, yeah, right? He does, yeah. <laughs> and he takes all these pictures, and he goes down there, and – you know, we, we meet with the owner and we're having this discussion and he goes, look, you know, this is messed up from get 
to go. Like mm-hmm. all the plenums, you know, typical square plenum, right? Mm-hmm. They don't hardly even use those anymore, right? Mm-hmm. They, they take it off of a, one large air run to a distribution block, and then it goes. They don't make big, long plenums anymore. Right. This, this, a, uh, this vet clinic was built within the last six years, six, seven years, somewhere right in there. Had two huge plenums built. And, I mean, it's just, it's all wrong. They have air pickups in, in the places where they have dogs bathing. So they're sucking air into the system. Mm. You know, I mean, it's just one thing after another thing after another thing. And, you know, he, he, you know, he just laid it out online. And that's what's so valuable about having a guy that knows HVAC. Yeah. Right? Because they look at, there's a tr- there is a true science to it. And Brian always tells people, look, I can put a million tons in this attic. Right. But until you do something with the insulation, it work. It, it's just yeah. not going to make a difference. Right. And and that's that's where, you know, you, you have to you have to trust your trades to know what they're doing. Yeah. But yeah. as a DYI person, I will tell you that if you look at your HVAC vents in, in your house and they have black mold on the inside of them, mm-hmm. they have moisture you know, condensation in the, in the hot time of the days, you, you have lack of insulation. And if you have that mold starting to work, you need an HVC guy out there to fix this. I mean, you you just do because it's, it's not going to be healthy for you in the long run. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's, it's not just about keeping your bills down. That's correct. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're breathing in this stuff Oh. and you're, you're, you're wondering why is, why is you know why am I always like feeling chesty or why am I I feel like I've got a cold all the time or you know what's going on? Well, and, and now that they have those units that they put actually in the HVAC system that will kill the mold. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And the so, UV stuff is that what yeah, you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, I mean, it's don't don't ever use ozone. That's yeah. bad for you, right? Yeah. I know right. You, you and I know this, right? <laughs> but but you, how many people will go out and buy an ozone unit and put it in their house? They think that they're doing themselves a favor, yeah. and, and you're poisoning yourself, right? Yeah. There's a reason that ozone is not on the space station, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I will say this. You can use ozone effectively if you know what you're doing, and you can't even be in the house when you're using it. I mean, it, it, like, because it, this has been a trend in our industry. It's mm-hmm. like, look, you can eliminate pretty much every bug in your house by using ozone. Yeah. It'll kill every living thing in the house. Ah, even, <laughs> even you. Right. Fee and but, pebbles but, and the fish. Yeah. And, yeah, and, I mean, and that's the point, right? And But but these companies on the internet will sell you an ozone unit to yeah. put in your house. Yeah. Oh, it's healthy for you. It's killing the bugs. Yeah. And it's poisoning you at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean everything. Uh, that kind of stuff comes at a, at a cost, and so uh, here's here's the thing, and this is what I'm hearing from you. Mm-hmm. Get the right guy, right, to come check your insulation. If you've if you here, here's the thing, if you've lived in your house for five years, and you have not had someone come check your insulation, call. Absolutely. Call your insulation guy. Have him come out. And I mean, after you've listened to this episode, you have some ideas of some things to talk about. You know about blown insulation. Mm-hmm. You know about spray foam. I mean, get the prices, figure all this stuff out. But at the end of the day, like you're, this is not just about dollars and cents. Absolutely. It's really about your health too. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in get three quotes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, if you trust your HVAC guy, have him come out. Yeah. Have him look at it. Have yeah. him recommend you somebody that that they trust mm-hmm. right i mean look you know you you have to trust somebody right sure. 
Sure. And, and, and hopefully you do your due diligence. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it, this is about more than just the investment at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. This is the investment in your, in your home, your family, you know, and, and in the long run, you know, you, you want that to plateau together. Right. Sure. I mean, to me, that's the way I look at it. And so when I go out, I give free estimates. And the, the reason that I do that is because I don't want somebody to be on the fence and think that they need something and are afraid that somebody's going to go charge them, you know, whatever, 80 bucks or 90 bucks to have them come out and look at your installation. That to me is, that's a land grab mentality, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm all about let's do the right thing. And I think that's the law enforcement in me, right? You show up on a call, domestic violence, criminal activity, shooting, theft, whatever. I'm your advocate when I show up, right? Yeah. Victim and complainant. That's sure. my job to mediate for both people, right? Yeah. So I, I kind of take that to with me when I go into what I do now, right? And and a, a very good friend of mine, she's a business coach, and, and she told me, man, a couple of years ago, she goes, Steve, look, you're an advocate. You're a born advocate. Mm-hmm. Be that advocate. And and I've I've embraced that. I, yeah. I've made up my mind. That's what I want to be. I want to be there for people that can pick up the phone, call me, have me come out. I look at your installation and you're good. I'm going to shake your hand, tell you you're in great shape. If you need something, call me. Yeah. You know, I, I have no issues with that. And that and that goes back to that trust factor. Someday, hopefully, they'll call me and say, hey, you know, maybe I do need an attic fan. Or, you know, to me, an attic tent. Mm-hmm. In that hallway, yeah. If if your light bills say three hundred dollars a year, I'm going. I'm just going off numbers I can remember. I think they say that you're going to save like fifteen hundred dollars a year mm-hmm. by putting one of those in that attic doorway right. above it. Yeah. For, for people that don't know what he's talking about, it's, it's. I don't know what they're made out of, but like it's a it's a zippered tent that goes over mm-hmm. the attic ladder door. It has some insulation. And, yeah, and, it, and, and it, <clears throat> it keeps a lot of stuff out of your it house. Does. It keeps heat from you know moving back and forth and cold air from moving back and forth. It keeps pests out. They're fantastic. Uh, and 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 just just that, right? I mean, if you called me back and said, "Hey, Steve, you know, maybe I do want to do that," then then it was well worth it for me. But but the biggest thing for me is is knowing that when I walk away from you, i.e., customer. That I did you right. Yeah. Right. I want to tell you the truth. I want to tell you what you need, what you don't need. You know, I, I want to make sure that you're sleeping at night comfortably, right? And if you don't get that feeling from a professional, that's not your professional. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you guys do you guys install those attic tents? We do. How much do you guys charge to put one of those in? Um, actually, the the tents like a uh, hundred, hundred or hundred fifty bucks, something like that. Yeah. And that's. That's installation as well. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. That's that's well worth it to me. Oh, absolutely. If you don't have it, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, even if, especially if you're in a house that has multiple, you know, three hundred bucks. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's gonna. Yeah, because here's what happens. And look, I, I don't know. I mean, not every house is like this, but my house specifically, I've got I've got two AC units, mm-hmm. and they're the returns are near each other just because of how it's set up, and the only inside attic uh, access, there's one in the garage. The other one is right above both of those returns. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what do you think happens whenever those returns kick on because the H- HVAC system is kicked on and it is sucking air like crazy out of your house mm-hmm. to cool down or heat up your house? That air is coming from up 
stairs as well. too. That's in correct. In the attic, it is pulling. If it is not sealed well, yep. it is pulling out of there, yep. and so you've got inefficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, galore basically right <laughs> right you know you can't even quantify how inefficient that is and i need to do something about my house because it's in bad shape <laughs> well you know I, I do know a good insulation guy yes <laughs> uh, i'm okay. just saying that's good that's good to know but to know. I, I mean you know for everybody that, that's thinking about man maybe i do need to have somebody come out really i mean do your due diligence ask the questions yeah you know, um, look, you know, you might be in Walla Walla, Washington, or you might be right here in Houston, Texas. You know, I'm a phone call away. I, I don't mind ans- answering questions. I don't mind talking to people. You can pick my brain. It will be a quick pick because, you know, I don't have much brains anymore at my <laughs> age. But, you know, I, I'm, you know, I will tell you the truth. Sure. You know, and I, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like a hammer. I'm pretty blunt. So, mm. you know, I'm going to tell you right wrong or indifferent and right. and and i'll try to do it in the best possible way i can but you know that that's the biggest thing for me is i i like to make sure that people are 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 standing on good ground right it so you know if you're going to go blow insulation wear your ppe right make sure that you know you keep your fingers out of that machine because it'll eat you up like an auger um mm. you know be careful you know make sure that you're getting your your insulation on a level at about 12 to 14 inches and you want to dome it Right. Mm-hmm. So you're not blocking off your soffits. You know, they're, they're just there's there's some science to go in with this and people just just willy nilly go along. You know, they just create more problems. So if you don't know, ask questions. If you don't have anybody to ask, research, call, you know. And I'll tell you this. Anybody who's listening to this episode should have a ton of information. Like I, I think that yeah. you've imparted so much wisdom and information about this topic because and, and here Craig, how is it that we've gone 172 episodes and we've never had an insulation guy I on the episode? Know. Well, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's it, I think it goes to show like how complicated home ownership can be oh, and I how agree. overwhelming it can be. Yeah, and like that, like we like have done this show for so long and have not yet talked about this. Yeah, no, it's crazy and and so. But the good thing is, I think that someone could listen to this episode and have a huge advantage over mm. the average homeowner who, you know, he, I, I think a lot of people don't really think about insulation until they buy a house. Well, when because, you buy a house, mm-hmm. it has insulation in it. That's right. It, where did it? Where did it go? Did it's it go? still there, right? right? And that's the pro- that's the problem, yeah, right? And if you have a good inspector like Ricky, right. then. Um, then they're going to tell you you don't have enough in, you don't have enough insulation, Absolutely. and so you put it on the report. And the homeowner at the time they're like, okay, we're going to get the cheapest, fastest insulation we can get in this and get out mm-hmm. of this deal, right? And at the end of the day, um, this is one of those things. It's really important. Get the right guy. Absolutely. Make sure. I mean, it would almost be better to say. Look, could you come down off the price of the house just a little bit rather than you go do the insulation well, so that I can get the right guy in? Make sure that I'm picking who does I, I, you it. Know, you know, so I did an ed- educational moment for a real estate company. Okay. Right. A bunch of agents. Right. And, I, and, I, and the first thing I told them, I said, in today's market, I get it. You can't you can't say, hey, that's deficient. We, we need to get that fixed. So they'll go next buyer. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just it, so. And I told them, I said, I get it. But if you're the buying person, mm-hmm. right, you need to you need to make sure 
that you're taking care of your person, right? Yeah. And and so like I have a great real estate lady I work with all the time, uh, Mandy Poff, Valerie Blank, both great people, both in Houston. Um, but you know they'll tell their people right now, this is not worth fighting over. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, but it's not right. And I've got a guy, right? Right. And, but th- th- that's the point is if you're a real estate person, I, like I, I told these people, I said, look, here's the deal. If you're the selling person, you're trying to kick this dog down the road, right? Yeah. I get it. I do. I get it. But if you're the buying person, you're their advocate. Sure. You need to stand on the stump and you need to fight for them, right? Yeah. yeah. And, a lot, and and they just kind of looked at me. And that's when I, I, I gave them that, you know, two inches, mm-hmm. losing yeah. 80%. Yeah. And they all sat there with their mouths open. Like that's the first time anybody ever told them that. Yeah. Right? And they were like, I'm like, so you're selling somebody a home that's already 80% energy deficient. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. And, and it's not and, even hard to tell either because you, usually they have those uh, markers. The, yeah. Like it's almost like a rain gauge mm-hmm. that they put in the attic now. So when you build a brand new house by code, there's supposed to be an insulation document stapled in the attic. You've, you've, as pest okay, control yeah. person, you've seen them, right? And they'll say, this was insulated by this company at this R rate, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at the R rate and it says, oh, we were at R38, 14 inches. And then you look over there and you see 10 inches. Yeah, you're already back. Bam, four inches, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just right up front, right? And then sometimes you'll look at it and they'll say, you know, R30 or R38. And then you look over and it's below the joist, which is six inches. Yeah. And then you, you're like, you, that's a house that... <laughs> whoop. You're good. Don't worry about it. That has absolutely, I know, I'm slinging my hands everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, you know, you're, you're at a basic zero at that point, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that's one, I, I, I say that about real estate agents is, is they, they need to be your advocate. They need to make sure that you understand what you're buying. And, and Ricky's probably, you know, going, oh, my God, he's <laughs> speaking my language, right? Because right. home inspectors fight this battle every day. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and look, th- th- the reality of it is, it is not that expensive. You'll keep chatting. I'm gonna yeah. grab. Yeah. Go, go do it. It's not that expensive to to insulate your home. Mm-mm. I mean, really, whenever you think about all the different things, especially whenever you're comparing it to like remodeling your home or installing a new HVAC unit or all those sorts of things, it's really not that expensive no. to insulate your home. No, actually, it's the cheapest of the bunch. Okay. Right. There so, you go. so if you live in a and this is Houston prices, right? Of course. Yeah. Um, if you live in like a, a 2,000 square foot home, sure, ranch style home, one story, and you need to add more insulation on. Yeah. Right. You know the average is anywhere between a dollar to a dollar fifty a square foot. Okay. That's cheap. Yeah, it is. You know because I'm sure the new AC unit's going to cost you. Oh. I mean, you're, you know. you're talking five to seven grand for for a new AC unit a lot of times, and maybe even more than that. Well, I was going to say more than that. Yeah, but that, that's on the that's on the cheap end. But but again, it's like you are you're. It's like you're you're putting your H your HVAC unit on max All every the time. time that it turns on mm-hmm. versus going okay, it's on. It's on it's on a, a level that's that it's comfortable with. Absolutely. It's you know, it's at a normal talking voice. We're not yelling, right. right? Anything like that. But it's whenever you have to start yelling that you're you're you get strained and it's like this isn't comfortable anymore and it peters out a lot quicker than if you would have just done the cheaper route. Work these things in tandem, right? Well and, and, and that's a great thing to say is in tandem, right? So so do you do you wanna run a marathon at a full sprint or do you wanna run a marathon at a jog? Right. Because if your insulation is in the right area, 
your AC unit's going to jog instead of have to run at a full sprint. And then, you know, one of the cheapest things that you can do as a homeowner besides insulation is have an HVAC person come out every single year mm. and tune your unit up. Yeah. How many people do yeah. you think literally have their AC coils that are 60 to 80% clogged with oh, yeah. dirt and gunk oh, yeah. and yuck? Yeah. So that unit's just humping trying to keep up. Yeah, and right? it's actually really inexpensive to get on a, a biannual a ma- a maintenance, maintenance program. Yeah. It's like typically like a hundred bucks a unit. You know, every time. So like for me, we got two units. Every time Jehu comes out with affordable air, it's 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 a hundred it's two hundred bucks for him to, to clean both of my units. And he's it's, so good, it's, isn't he? It's he's he's great. It's I know. easy. I know. It's easy. And and Brian introduced me to him. Oh, so you know the guy. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. It's it's yeah. like okay, so I'm spending a couple hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and and he tells me if there's something that I need to do, or if there's something that needs to be fixed. Like I'm I'm just aware of the situation, and right. at the same time, I know that I'm getting a little more life. It's like this. Look, you're not going to drive your car eight thousand miles. That's right. And never get your oil changed. Because right. you, somewhere along the line, we have been lied to and told we need to get it done every three thousand miles, even though the the manual price says about five. But whatever, right? Well, it's and, a difference in the oil, right? Yeah, it, I it mean, we went from synthetic versus yeah. exactly versus traditional. But the the end of the day, you know that you That's right. know I'm gonna I'm gonna maintain my car, but you're not gonna maintain your air conditioner exactly. Like, it doesn't that, make any sense. But yet, somewhere along the lines, we've not been educated. On the fact that this needs to happen, which is the very reason Craig and I started this show. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> well, you know, and, and so like when you buy a solar fan from me, right, um, Brian and I have a partnership that you get one year maintenance free. Perfect. He it. will come out and maintenance your units, check them out, change the air filters, you know, and, and give you a year's maintenance okay. for free mm-hmm. by, by, you know, buying the solar fans you yeah. know, in conjunction with, you know, we have a partnership with each other and, it, and, and, you know, it, it's, it, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Right. And, and once I got on a maintenance program with him. Yeah. It's, it's life changing for your, your I'm system. thinking to myself, yeah. why in the world was I never on one for the last exactly. 15 years? You exactly. know, it's so easy. It's so worth it. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I think that's true of a lot of things with your home that you like. You're just too dumb to know all of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't. No. I mean, like, but you, you you figure it out along the way because, like, well, I let the you know I let the disposal go too long, or I you know I did whatever it is. Like, I let the yeah. I got I let the pipe get clogged. I let, yeah. Whatever it is, like you just you learned by screwing it up first, and then you well, kinda, right. <laughs> And then, and then you're like, well, I, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Well, one of the things I always tell everybody is like, I sit a very narrow lane in construction. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very narrow. Sure. Really, right? And so I always tell everybody, I like to operate in my lane. Yeah. Right? So when I go home, you know, I inherit all these other lanes, right? Mm-hmm. And there are just spots in, in, in that race that I don't want to get in that lane. That's yeah. right. Right? And, and you should know... When to punt. Yep. Right. And, and, and most so like, people it's plumbing and really, electrical. See, electrical would be. Yeah. I, I can do electrical, mm-hmm. but if you've ever, so I was changing out a ceiling fan. Yeah. And my phone vibrated in my pocket. You about jumped out of your pants. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that I breathed for like, I almost passed out because I still hold my breath. Right. And, and, but, but that goes back to the point, right? Is, Stay in your own lane, yeah. right? And and I'm not telling y'all not 
to do your own insulation. Sure. Uh-huh. That's not what I said. But what I am saying is do your homework. Yeah. Think what you're doing. Ask questions. And then if it is just a little bit more than you want to do, because if you're going to go rent a Home Depot Lowe's machine, you're that's a that's a full day deal. Oh, yeah. You're going to be there forever. Yep. My guys show up. They do it in about an hour, hour and 45 minutes because wow. like the machines that we use are bigger than this table. Sure. It's going to eat a bale at a time just like that. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, look, right. I mean, it's it's what are you comfortable in doing? Mm-hmm. Right. But just always know, you know, it, it, it does not really hurt to ask questions. It does yeah. not hurt to seek a professional opinion, right? Yeah. I mean, and you guys didn't even let me get all nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome to get nerdy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you'll have to have me come back and well, yeah, then, then, then I can, it up for the next one. Yeah, <laughs> then I can come back and get real nerdy. I'll, well, I'll, I'll pull that. out chart, charts and float, you know, and that kind of uh, stuff. That, that would be fine. Let, let me ask you, because I don't sure. think this will be too nerdy, and we'll, we'll, we can save the nerdness for the next time, but... What what are some big mistakes that you're and I'm asking this for a particular reason. I you mentioned real estate earlier. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people because they're looking at their house that they're living in. Mm-hmm. They're going, I can get a lot of money for this house, but I don't I can't buy another one because there's you know, like it's it's next to impossible. A lot of people are opting to build homes. You know? What what are some big mistakes that you're seeing builders make with insulation in the home? Um wh- what I see is I'm just going to jump right into foam. Okay. Okay. Because that's really where insulation is going. Is that where all the, the... it's going that way. If you go West out of Houston, Mm -hmm. everything's foam. Okay. Lubbock, Midland, Odessa, you start getting that Abilene. You're, I mean, pretty 90% of your people are all foam and everything, right? Okay. Um, you go East out of Louisiana, going Georgia, that direction. And you see so much more foam than you do here. Here got a bad name because they really started out and they tightened the house up too tight mm-hmm. and it started sweating. Yeah, cause because nobody knew yeah. how to do it, right? Right. And so um, now everybody's got it figured out. Okay. Or, or a, a decent contractor will know how to do this. But what I see is there's a huge debate of, of like, will it void my warranties on shingles, right? Mm. Will it void this warranty and this kind of stuff, right? If it's applied properly, it's good. I'm not a firm believer in open cell foam in a root deck because to get to R21, you have to get like six to seven inches of open cell foam. Well, that's a lot. And so you're cooking the OBS and Mm -hmm. the shingles because it's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter. I'm a firm believer in closed cell foam because you only have to get three inches. The heat transfer is almost like 96% it's going to cut off the heat transfer, right? So you're not getting enough foam to cook everything and you're gaining an immediate moisture barrier on your roof deck. So, you know, I hear all these builders, oh, but if I have a leak, I don't know where it's at. Mm. As a homeowner, I'm like, if I have a leak, I don't give a shit where it's at as long as it's not raining down in my living room, ruining the rest of my house, right? right? Sure, yeah. So if you have to re-roof three-quarters of my roof because it rotted something out, so be it. That's cheaper than having water restoration come in and rebuild my house. Well, the insurance company's got to prefer that as well. You would think, right? So, and I don't know if they do or not. So We'll have to to find that one out. yeah. Yeah. I think we know a couple of those guys. We know a couple of those guys. Yeah. But (laughs) 
that is one of the the misconceptions Mm -hmm. is, well, if it's open cell foam, I'll be able to see the leak. Well, that's a sponge. It's going to soak up the whole roof and it's just going to rain water. Yeah. Right. So there's one. Number two is, is the thought process. If I tighten my house up too tight, you know, it's, it's going to sweat on the interior. Right. And Yes, it, it would, but that's where the fresh air return comes in. Mm-hmm. That's where conditioning the attic comes in. There, there's some science that goes with this now. Sure. So people try to scare you out of foam mm-hmm. because they don't know how to work with foam. Okay. There's a subdivision off of Cypress that a builder built with foam, and he didn't do anything with the attics. He just foamed them, mm. and they're, they're mold, all of them, yeah. full of it. Because he didn't didn't know what he was doing, right? And I don't know who the builder is, so I don't. Yeah, I, but well, we don't need to be. <laughs> there, there's. But then again, yeah, there's another track, not a track builder, but a custom home builder that builds multiple versions, and he puts a, a Reese's um, candy bar up in the attic in August, and he invites you to go up there and look at it, and it's not melted, mm. <laughs> and there's no mold, and there's nothing else because he gets it, he understands it. So it goes back to your homework a little bit. He also right? knows how to lure me into an attic. Right. I mean, I'm just sitting here going, where are these homes? I'm <laughs> a little hungry <laughs> they right They come with now. free Reese's? Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have, you, have you tried the big cups? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't care if it's a right Twix or a left Twix. Yeah. They're all good. They're all good. <laughs> a Twix is good. So, well, let me ask you this because you sure. you're mentioned shingles. Is is there a roof material that might work better with foam? Like, would it, does it operate better with like metal or clay or no? no there's not. Maybe and even they, slate. They they <laughs> all work well together. The problem that you have is there are certain shingle manufacturers that produce insulation. Okay. And so they will do everything in their power to make it the foam's fault. Ah. Right? Oh, like okay. certain T shingles. Now, I'm not saying, I'm just picking on them. I, I don't have any case study. I don't have anything that says that they've ever done this, but I'm going to use that for an example. Sure. It's like I, I blow most all of my um, uh, fiberglasses, either jam, uh, John Manville or certain T. Okay. Depending on who's got what in the shortage of life, right? Right. Right. Um, but certain T makes shingles. Mm hmm. And so there is a there's a huge conflict of interest there, mm-hmm. right? And so you've got to be careful about that mm-hmm. because the crossover, right? They don't want foam because they want you to blow insulation because they want you to buy their insulation. Sure. Right. Owings for uh, 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 fiberglass, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing, okay. right? They produce shingles, but they all where's their big dollar figure right it's right. insulation yeah right so you you have to be a little bit careful about some of this stuff. Yeah. yeah okay all right well i i think we've i we're we're nudging up on a, a we've already been doing this for a while so we are going to probably have to have you back in order to talk more of the nerdy stuff as you put it um but before we let you go yep we're going to have to do the segment that everybody looks forward to the most and that is <laughs> The final four. The final four. That's right. It's the final four questions we ask each of our guests, and so we're glad. I haven't told you about these, nope. so you don't know what they are. So I do this not. going to be fresh on your mind. So we're just going to kick it off. Uh, we're going to start it off with this one. What is the must-have tool that you won't leave your house without? Tape measure. Okay. Tape measure. Why mm-hmm. tape measure? 
because all I do is measure day in and day out, right? I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, I, I would say that that would probably be the number one thing because we don't work off of square footage for the most part. We work off of board footage. Okay. So I'm always measuring, you know, pitch, you know, run, so on and so forth. Yeah, I think that's one of the misconceptions. A lot of people say, well, I've got a 2,400 square foot house. How much is it going to cost to uh, insulate my house? I'm like, I don't think that that's a really good way to figure not that for information foam. out. Not for not foam, for foam specifically. but fiberglass it would be. Okay. Because we're mirroring what, what the floor plan is. What the is. floor yeah. plan is. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Next question. You did well by that way. Did well. All right. Second question. What's a project you walked away from or what's a job that you walked away from? So we, we actually um, – we, we originally asked this question as – What's what's something that you did at your house that you started that you wind up having to call a, a contractor for? However, a lot of people, whatever we wrote it, said, what's well, a job you walked away from? So maybe a career. But I'm going to let you take it whichever way you want to. What's a job that you've walked away from? So um, there was a house in Louisiana that was all kinds of messed up. Um, and – what had happened is a contractor came in and they spray foamed it and the spray foam was off ratio, which makes people sick. A lot wow. of people are very hypersensitive to it. I could probably live in that house and I have problems with it. Sure. It was, I would say it was probably a million, million and a half dollar home. Wow. Huge. And every bit of it was spray foamed. And, um, he wanted me to come in and try to coat it with something to, preserve it and all that kind of good stuff. And I didn't, I didn't want anything to do with it because I knew it was a lawsuit coming mm -hmm. and I didn't want to get drug in the middle of it. Sure. And, um, generally when spray foam is, um, applied improperly, man, I've seen it to where they've literally had to tear the house down. Oh, wow. They just write the people a check mm -hmm. and say, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. This wow. is just bad. Right. And they just bulldoze it to the concrete and rebuild it and sell it. Jeez. No, I mean, they don't even want you to take your clothes out. They, they want you to just, walk away wow because the odors absorbed into everything furniture name I mean, it. are you talking about like the insurance company or mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah, they just want you to walk away from it because they don't want you to take that to your next house and have an issue with it Jeez. wow yeah that's nuts dude and i i you know i went in there and i felt just horrible for the guy but i i was just like i don't feel like i can do justice for myself as well as the customer. Right. I didn't care what the check written was. I yeah. just didn't, I, I really drywall would have to come out. All the foam would have to be come out. They'd have to come back in, check, make sure that the chemical residue was gone. And then you'd have to be able to redo it. And I just was like, I don't feel like I could do justice. How, how do you even remove foam? I mean, dig, it, oh. Oh, just yeah. keep digging. <laughs> That's tough. I don't want to do it. Me neither. That's why I walked <laughs> away from it. <laughs> do you know? Do you know if they ended up just leveling that house, or do you, you don't, don't even know? know? Last I heard, it, there was a lawsuit between the phone manufacturer, the applicator, the home builder, and they were all suing each other. Whew. Oh, that's a mess. And we know the the chemical company is going to win that one because you know they're the big dog in the fight, the right? Deep, yeah, they got the deep pockets. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, how do you wind down at the end of a long day? <laughs> um, you know, generally by the time that I come home um, and, you know, eat supper with my wife, um, 
you know, we, we, you know, sit around, watch a little bit of TV together. And then I try to read something, um, you know, uh, and sometimes it's not even something that's educational. Sometimes it's just some type of book. Like I've, I think I've read, uh, read all the Jack Reacher novels. Just mm. it's, it's, you know, somebody told me a long time ago with, especially being ADD as I am that you can't go watch TV because you're being stimulated. You need to read something mind down. Yeah. To, to let your mind stop moving a little bit. And so, right. you know, I've, I've read a lot of, um, um, you know, inspirational type stuff, um, biblical, fun stuff, novel wise, just a little bit before I go to bed. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what's, what's been your, uh, <laughs> best, best one over the last two years? Life's golden ticket. Who's, who's that by? Uh, I can't make a liar out of him. No, no, not at all. I, I got it. it. Just give me a second. He knows it. I do. This is, this is like one of Craig's favorite things. Whenever people is say it? they like to read. Yeah. Craig I know. loves knowing more information. Brendan butchered. Okay. okay. Um, somebody, um, Kenny King. Um, is this the business coach? Mm-hmm. Okay. She, she told me, she goes, um, uh, you know, I, I go like, look, you know, I, I go, I go on stretches and everybody I see, I sell just one right after another. And then I go stretches where I can't get anybody to bite. Yeah. And, and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And she yeah. goes, whoa, it's not you. Are you doing the same thing you were doing before? I'm like, yeah. She goes, that's not you. That's them. Mm-hmm. That's can't afford it, undecided, whatever. But that's on their side of the fence. You're doing it right. She goes, you need to read this book. And it's all about, it's a fictional novel about a gentleman going through a, 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 a journey. And it's all about rewriting self-talk. Mm. Okay. Because look, business owners, we're bad at this. Uh-huh. I mean, we, we are negative on ourselves more than anybody. Yep. I might leave that house that you had to fire, right? Mm-hmm. That customer. And I might be just beating myself up over it because some coach told me I was too slow or uh, a math teacher in high school said I was stupid and I'd never be anything or whatever. And that's the voice you hear yeah. as you're walking away. Right. And you need to learn how to Rewrite. I know. I keep hitting that light. I'm you, sorry. No, you haven't um, knocked it over yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing I haven't. <laughs> but that's something that you have to protect yourself from is self-talk, right? right. And I'm, I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole, but that one-hour meeting with her, just getting to know her, literally changed the way I do business. Yeah. I mean, it was that book was probably one of the most profound books I think I've ever re- uh, read, and I think that. It really made me address some things in my life that I didn't think I, hmm. I I had addressed, like my mom's death. You know, typical police officer. Right? You know, you go straight into take yeah. care of everybody, advocate right. mode, right? Take right. care of everybody, but you're not going to go deal with it yourself. Right. And that made me step back and go, oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you know. And so that that was probably one of the most profound books I've read. Awesome. Well, cool. Check it out. I love it. All right, next question, last one. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received? I don't remember who told me this, but it's, you want to be the man that your children think you are. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that's good. You're honest, you're caring, you're trustworthy, 
you you show up you you do these things and and when you look in your children's eyes you know they're looking at something that you don't know that you are yeah right and so you got to show up right so you want to be the man that your children think you are i love right and that's probably been the most profound thing and that's made me make decisions you know there's been times where I've, i've stepped back and went Maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what would they think if I did this? If yeah. I quit here uh. or I didn't try hard enough there? You know, I mean, so I, I think that's, and that's one of the reasons I think I'm where I'm at now is because I'm trying to be, you know, the dad that I want my kids to, you know, be, right? Yeah. Or, or you know, see. Yeah. Right. Man, I love that. <laughs> that's really, really good stuff. I got deep at the end, didn't no, I? That's no, that's good. Sorry. Yeah. We, we, we facilitated that. We okay. actually got you there, right? But, All right. But here's the problem. Oh, God. Uh, we we actually lied a little bit. Yep. And there's a secret fifth question. And so Craig's the only one that can ask this question because he's the only one he remembers. That's true. So uh, <laughs> here's, here's the secret fifth question, Craig. All right. All right. If people want to get a hold of you, how do they find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, uh, www.victoryinstallation.com, or my uh, uh, phone number is 832-693-8115. And believe it or not, that's my cell phone. Mm, you you can call me directly at that number. Um, if I don't answer, I'm probably in an attic somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being a monkey running around holding on to everything <laughs> as you go, I don't stop and answer phones at that it's time. probably because there's radiant barrier bouncing the cell signal off the <laughs> – yeah. Probably. Probably. Hey, okay. So, so here's what's interesting. I got, I got two business owners here. I, uh, I actually called a guy the other day, and um, in his voicemail said, "This so and so and so and so, you know, leave a message. Um, you'll probably be surprised at how quick I call you back." And I was like, "That's actually really, really good." Yeah. And he did. He called me back. Pretty. It was like two or three hours later. But I'm like. I don't know if I ever expected him to call me back, but it was. <laughs> he said I do it because I. Uh, it almost keeps me accountable. Yeah, yeah To go sense. look, I I've told you you would be surprised about this, so I got to make sure that I do it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, so, that's insightful. Yeah, actually, I mean, you know, you wouldn't think that, would you? No, no I, I mean, that, it's 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 similar to what Steve was saying. He's he set a standard. That's right. By which to live up to. That's right. You know, it's good stuff. And, and, and he didn't like so many. I think this is the mistake so many people make: is you create a standard. And you keep it internal. That's right. Rather than saying out loud, mm-hmm. I want to be the kind of man that my children think I am. Right. I'm going to be the kind of person that you're surprised at how quickly I get back to you. Right. right. And, and instead of just internalizing that and going, I'm going to be that person, you say it out loud to people and it makes you accountable to that to that person that you say that you're becoming. It's so good, man. Yeah. It's yeah. So, so good. Absolutely. So if you yeah. haven't yet, we're going to put all that information right there on the show notes right. and up on the website so you can get a hold of Steve. That's right. Anything else we got, Kev? Man, it's been really, really good. Thank you, Steve, oh. for the time that you've given oh. us. I, you've, I'm happy. you've imparted. I know this is kind of a long episode, but uh, you've imparted a ton of wisdom. Really, really good stuff. So we're gonna have we're gonna have you back at some point if oh, you don't mind. I'm more than happy so. to. I, you know, I, I I enjoy it. You know, this is opportunity to me come out and get nerdy. Yeah, right? you know, I mean, because I, I start talking like this at home and my wife goes, oh. yeah, she checks again. out. Yeah, again. Yeah, that's no, good. Well, thank you all. Uh, all you listeners that stuck with us for this long. It's, uh, it's been good, I think. And so uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Do all the things. Click the bell. Go on to iTunes. Leave us a rating review. I, I can't explain to you how helpful that is to us because 
we have to keep putting this content content out every single week. And if you want us to keep doing that, we need we need to bump up in the ratings a little bit. Yeah, so, we got we got um, some people we need to overtake. Right. We do. Yeah, we've, I mean, we killed Bob Vila a long time ago. We, we not. It's these home organization people. I know. It's thinking weird. they can have their own podcast. Yeah, they don't. They don't deserve what we have. So <laughs> either way, thank you guys for sticking with us. We appreciate you very very much. And until next time, we'll see you later. See ya.